0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, coming to you live or recorded from River Road Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is made possible uh, by Sue, Candace, and myself, and all the other things that we do when we're not recording the podcast or Candace and Sue are writing articles. So, Sue, what do you do when you're not?
1: When I'm not not here? When you're not here? uh, Well, I have a couple things that I, I like doing. One is every Sunday I do the Occupy Medical Clinic. And that's that little 501c3 that I'm a part of. And it's a free I think integrated health. It's
2: probably a misnomer. It's a giant,
1: it's like, giant. Um, uh, yeah, actually I uh, it's had a growing. couple of people from the, um, oh gosh, what is it? Herbalists Without Borders come and take mm-hmm. a tour on Saturday and they walked through the clinic and I said, oh, and I want to show you the other part of the clinic where we had the hospitality and they walked through that. And then I said, oh, and you know, I'm not showing this to you, but we also have you know Patty Leahy, who yeah. she's in charge of wildcrafting. So she takes people out and yeah. get all of these things filled via her expertise. And oh, and I haven't talked to you about this, but we also have a Wednesday clinic. Oh, and I yeah. haven't talked to you about. And it just went Your on and on. Is actually, and on. like
2: a middle schooler, it's,
1: it's giant. Like a, it's just, a
2: pre-adolescent. Yeah, size. it's just huge, and yeah. it's this.
1: Just roping in the donations and talking to all the donors and Mm -hmm. going under the bridges and talking to the people that need to be served there. And, you know, the, when we had the flooding here, doing the river rescues and just, it just goes on and on and on and on. So that's, that's one of the things I do. And I have a Patreon campaign going that if people want to support me as that type of a community um, herbalist, then they can, that's part of um, support helping the folks around here. And I like being a good role model for, um, this is a job that is really important for every mm-hmm. community. As far as I'm concerned, we should have at least one, if not a couple of us running around with our little Robin hood hats on, <laughs> right. but there, there, there ain't no money in it. So that's it's why we green put, the, put the green cross. Yeah. Well, which means something different these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's green why we cross, put right? our yeah. they
0: co-opted, it. <laughs> co-opted yes. it. Yes. Uh,
1: but yeah, um, and people can also check out if they're interested the uh, my herbal consulting business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the yeah. A, and you do house calls with that, right? Yep, I do house calls distance, with that. Yeah, I do distance. I've done distances des- des- one too, and that's uh, Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting at gmail dot com. If you want to contact me about that, but that's that's kind of part of my wacky wacky life. What about you?
2: What do I do? I have been recently thinking about what it is that I really do. You know, what, what is like the glue that holds everything together. And I realized because I've I've been really drawn toward helping people grow their businesses. And I've noticed that really, for me, it's all about helping people grow and helping people transform. Mm. Whether it's transforming their lives with plants, which I do through my consulting business, um, get healthy now. Or whether it's working with... Right now where Patrick and I are transforming Hunter Creation into Mudpaw Design House and my vision for that is creating it as a business that brings in people a lot of people of varying you know ranges and experiences but especially I want to focus on new designers new people who are new to the design field mm. give them a place where they can really learn how to serve clients well and move in the corporate world well and professionally and then at the same time, we can we as a company can serve the many 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 entrepreneurs and small to mid sized businesses. Mm-hmm. Our particular city has an awful lot of people who start up businesses. Boy, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, a lot. And and they don't have a good solid foundation. They don't have the broad spectrum for that. They just have yeah. this. I want to do this. Like, well,
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot of pieces that go into building a really good strong business. And I've found myself more and more drawn toward helping people find that financial growth and that financial solidity for themselves Mm -hmm. making their own lives better and the lives of the people that they can serve through their products and services so you know I've been doing that and it's partly grown from working in BNI and being I'm the vice president of our chapter right now Mm -hmm. and as a part of doing that I've reconnected with the part of myself that used to do business coaching Mm -hmm. and and working on business growth and all of that kind of stuff. And I've realized that, well, parenting didn't require that part of me and it was Mm -hmm. fine for it to rest. I don't need to actively parent the way I once did. And and my son's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's he's a teenager. He's, mm-hmm. he's tall
1: be, and gangly. And it, yeah, yeah, he's
2: going to be hitting the road, seeking his fortune soon enough. Sure. So while I'm, I'm in this transitional space. So I've been, you know, making a lot of changes with that. So yeah. Wow. So what I do is work on growth.
1: Nice. Good for you.
2: Yes. And today, today, in fact, one of the things that I was doing was listening to the herbal entrepreneur conference that um, Maria Noel Groves actually was speaking in that, and that she was talking about Ooh. what are some of the basic things you need to start an herbal business
1: Oh, and wow. there's
2: like they, they had a really nice selection of folks uh, Guido Masay is another one that's I'm, I've got the link by Candice who are you name time. dropping? Name dropper! Uh, yeah, but he's a really good one <laughs> there's like, and then they, um, I forgot the name of the woman who runs the director the educational director at the Herbal Academy um, she was another one that was speaking and she was really good. Mm-hmm. We'll think so, of it we'll think of it later. Yeah, so it's it was exciting for me because it's partly like tapping into that idea of business growth and herbalists. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see more I would love it if herbalists if I could help herbalists grow their business. Right. So yeah. So that's what I do. Nice. Patrick.
0: I keep the furnaces growing. The, I'm the one the pounding. I'm the behind, one pounding the anvil, if you will, turn, uh, pounding turn, the pixels. The, so, yeah, all kind. the master
2: behind Hunter Creation right. and Mudpa Design House. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I
0: do all of the, the the design and technical part of of the job, and up to just recently, it was all about uh, that, and then trying to figure out the plan for the business, and I just couldn't do it. I can't pop my head up enough to see the distance, the horizon, right. the direction. Yeah. I'm always in the forest. Yes. Right? Oh, I get it. Right. So <laughs> I, I, that's when I, I talked to Candace at the time and I said, are you, you know, I know you are not happy doing some of the things you're doing. What about if you had this ability to direct and be above the trees
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, and kind of give us a, a, a focus? Because I can be in there doing it, but I, I can't visualize anymore. I don't have time. Yeah. To, and I like starting businesses. It's one of my little Side hobbies is I always mm-hmm. see. The, Ooh, that could be a business.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, I've like seen you do that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, hey, could that could be a business.
0: Uh-huh. And and you know, some work, some don't. I mean, they you know, a true entrepreneur will fail ninety percent of the time, mm-hmm. uh, but they only need one. You know, and uh, Ace High is has been a real good success, and we haven't really worked very hard to market that. And that's the apparel business, and uh, owning that with my son um, has given him some tools that. I never would have been able to just teach him. Mm-hmm. He um, has to put his hands, hands on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he has mm-hmm. his own pride with his own uh, abilities. And like, you know, we just recently did an order where I didn't do a thing. I mean, I did a thing. I got the job. I quoted the job. Uh-huh. I got the artwork. I did all this stuff. But after the shirts came and the ink came, I didn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did all the work. He did his all the shipping. The he did all the packing. Yeah. He got everything ready. And when he said it was done, I didn't go through any of the boxes to count them. I didn't check it. I said, okay, I'll bring it to the customer. Nice. So, well,
1: I've seen the products that Asahi yeah. has put out, and they're very impressive. It's, but you guys have these fancy machines, so that <laughs> certainly helps
0: too. <laughs> well, you know, you're not going to do it with an iron. I mean, no, it's, you're you know, not. It's no. the funny thing is when you talk to people, they're like, "Oh, isn't that just an iron?" I'm like, well, no, <laughs> yeah. that, that's going to come it's off. It's an industrial right. iron.
2: Yes, yeah. it is. It's it's really, really, really hot, and it's really, really, a really giant heavy. Industrial yeah. so, iron, um, yeah.
0: But you know, those are the things that that I do. You know, that allow me to take the time in the week to do, you know, to do, to do our real herbalism radio and manage the website for the practical herbalist. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a, as uh, up to snuff as I'd like it to be, but it's, it's where I can have it in the moment. So mm-hmm. that's what I do. Uh-huh. See, so it's kind of funny because we do all these things. So the practical herbalist and real, real herbalism radio is kind of like our the, you know, the, the term today is the sideline business. You know? Oh, <laughs> sideline. Okay. But the yeah. amount of hours yeah. that we put into this thing, I don't know that you can sometimes call it a sideline business. right? And, the, and right.
1: it's connected to so many of the other stuff I know that I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right when I am at the clinic, I think about, oh, I just wrote an article about this plant. That would be so helpful for this patient. Or... No, yeah. for the Herbal Nerd Society or things like that. All of that stuff. Or I've referred people there what you need is to go on to the Practical Herbalist website and here's the recipe. Download it, use it. This is what this this is your deal. And
2: people, yeah. oh yay. Oh and I can't even tell you love how it. many people have asked me about the dog food recipe right. I to use. Yeah. So I'm like, go to the practical herbalist. It's right there. Free. Yeah. Get it. Just, just super just easy. Use it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all you gotta do. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about show 186, which is the Herb Lab on Jessica Baker. And we had Jessica on the show um, last week and she wrote her the book of Plant Songs by Jessica Baker. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that um, I wasn't sure where to go, where that was going to go, but it seemed like it was a really interesting podcast. And I don't have much of an intro on this one because it was a little harder for me. So I'm going to turn it over to Sue. because You seem to have something to say before the show. On okay, the intro. Sue
2: always has something to say, uh, right. and, then, and it's and usually and
0: then, colorful. Gabby. And, and then once Sue has her intro, I will do our classic intro. Okay, off, got it. So. All right.
1: Uh, well, thanks to Jessica Baker, there we both Candace and I were reintroduced to a lot of our favorite herbs, some that we have already covered on our site. If you guys are interested in checking that out, and we talked about before the show was recorded about our psychological connections to these plants, which. Uh, we have, like like she did, we have a lot of stories um, that showed where we got some personal growth from it and that they're kind of hallmarks for us and symbols for us um, in the ways that they interact with our life and the lives of those that we love. So that's what we're going to be covering today.
0: All right. So without further ado... Here, are your host Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Okay, did I do okay with that? I mean, geez, you You're know, good. you think <laughs> after. Right? You, Who needs you Patrick. Should, you you yeah.
0: should. <laughs> I mean, after 180 of these shows, right? You should <laughs> you be able to just.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, he's just saying because I've been sitting with a master over there. Oh, I should have done something. Oh, no, That's right. the deal. No, you, That's you, the deal, yeah. No. No. All right. Here we go. So plant songs.
2: You know, when this book first came out about a year ago, roughly, I remember seeing it on Instagram and I can't remember how it was that I happened across Jessica Baker, but I saw it and it looked really cool. It it looked like a really great book. Mm. So it made it onto my list of books to read. And that list is a very long list. Uh And then that's the secondary because the books to read list is my yet to procure. And then there's the like 10 that are sitting on the shelf waiting for me to read them. Yep. And then the three or four that are by my bedside, which are probably closer to being read than the ones on the shelf. Uh Uh-huh. So that's how castles are built. Right. I hadn't quite gotten to it. And um, Jessica reached out and said, hey, would you guys be interested? And mm-hmm. I said, well, sure, you know, send me a couple copies. Let's let's take a look at it. And I'm glad I did.
1: Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that
2: I got a little poke there to get me to move on it, too. Mm-hmm. So I bumped it right off the list past even the bedroom table books.
1: Nice. Well, it's a yes. it's a fast read. Yes. You know, she's, yeah. She's she's an engaging read uh, author. Sorry. Yeah. And. Uh, of course, the other thing that I already mentioned is the we know these plants.
2: Yes, we do. We do, so, and we have stories for just about all of them, if not all of them. You probably have sure. all of them. I still don't have the magic mushroom stories.
1: All right, well, I like, and those. I'm
2: not even going to try to pronounce that word again. That was so embarrassing.
1: Psilocybin, <laughs> psilocybin <laughs> mushrooms.
2: Uh huh. Psilocybin. You just use those, psilocybin. those psilocybin silly cow mushrooms. pasture
1: yep. mushrooms. Cal- that.
2: Yep. I found them before. I just never.
1: You didn't stick them in your mouth. I've never and imbibed then.
2: yet. Yeah. So
0: if you could focus it then in this way, what focus. was on, on all of the herbs in that book, what was the one that really st- brought up a memory, brought up a thing for you?
2: Mm. Well, I can tell you this week um, I was looking out at my magnolia tree. We have a very small magnolia tree. Mm-hmm. And, it's young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the snow, usually she's bloomed already. And with the snow and then the weird rain and all of the, crazy weather we had, Mm -hmm. the blooming was a little bit later. And I was looking at her just as she was beginning to open. And it reminded me of my grandmother as well. Mm -hmm. But my reason for magnolia reminding me of my grandmother has absolutely nothing to do with where my grandmother lived or she lived in Pennsylvania in the hills. There was no magnolia trees there. Mm -hmm. And when I was really young, she lived just outside of Detroit. Also no magnolia trees, Um, but when my grandmother reached, I think if I remember right, she was like 93 years old or so. Um, she, she was living alone. She was doing well, but she did, um, fall and, and hurt her hip and, and she decided that it was time to go live in the retirement home that she had chosen to live in. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And she had a plan and, and it was all fine. And she moved in and the, the week that she moved in. I wrote my first letter to her and I had, when I was really young, I used to write to her regularly and she always wrote back quickly. Anytime I wrote, even if it took me forever, she always returned my letters quickly. Mm-hmm. And off and on we had this correspondence, even when my son was, you know, a small child, you know, I, we kept off and on writing several, you know, once a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I decided when she moved into the nursing home, I thought to myself that that that's got to be a really hard transition because she had lived for so long independently, independently. Mm-hmm. She had a good community around her. She lived in the hills of Pennsylvania and she lived at the top of a hill and she would walk down to the hospital at the bottom of the hill to have her blood pressure checked once a week, every week, and then walk right back up the hill to her house. Mm-hmm. So she had been quite mobile for quite a long time. and I decided that first week I was like, you know, I'm going to write to her every week and I made it a ritual. And for the next seven years, I think it was almost seven years, six years, I wrote to her every single week and you know, just wrote about whatever was happening in my life. And I told her many times, there was a point where it was getting harder for her to write um, because her hands, she had arthritis Arthritis, and, and then her sight was going and, and, um, But I told her, you know, I don't care if you don't write back, it's okay. You don't need to write back. I'm writing to you because I care. But you wrote to me so many times when I didn't return letters or I was slow and and all of that. Now it's my turn to be Mm -hmm. make sure I take care of you this way. So that was why magnolia, every year magnolia would bloom. And that was one of the ones that I would tell her, the magnolias are blooming Oh, okay, now. from where
1: you are, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because
2: when I was young, we used to walk through her gardens. And she would, you know, every year when we arrived, we'd go through for her garden and then various great aunts and uncles when we would go visit them because many of them lived in that same community. Mm-hmm. So there would always be the garden tour. Here's my pansies, here's uh-huh. my roses. You know, and they'd point out everything that's blooming. Uh-huh. So, in the spring, I would tell her when the magnolias were blooming. Nice.
1: Yeah. And where were you living at that time? Um, During this whole period. During the, yeah, that you would look out your window and see the magnolia.
2: Oh, in the house that I'm currently in. Oh, that you're in. Okay. Yeah. My grandmother passed on, I think it was two years ago, at the ripe old age of 100. Yeah. So, (laughs) she lived quite a long life. She did. Well, yeah, Yeah. yeah, that's good. So that was my big Magnolia story that it happens to also connect me with my grandmother, but for really different reasons. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. How about you? Um, Well, Rose is like Uh I think of my the women in my family with Rose. And I was actually taking out a bunch of roses because I had this one viney rose that just Mm -hmm. it was its job is still to get rid of the English ivy that is growing in between my fence and my neighbor's shed.
2: Oh, awesome. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I can't dig it out. No. And and I was like, I'm going to let this rose just grow over it and smother it. And it's Mm -hmm. been doing a great job of that. uh, But it's also threatening a little tree... On the edge of the garden.
2: Oh, so, so you I'm, have to pull it back a bit. Yeah. Is yeah. it like a wild rambling rose? Kind, kind of, thing? of, yeah. Because really that's thorny. how I picture you as being a wild rambling rose.
1: Yeah, I'm a little little bit on the feral mm-hmm. side, but uh, the. <laughs> I don't know
0: that feral and rambling rose, they're synonymous. Oh, well, <laughs>
1: rambling I'll roses can be a little bit feral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And thorny. I'm a little thorny. Yeah. Um, but they're the um that's why i have all the, i have little scratches all over me from
2: the this time it's just the roses this time it's just the roses yes yeah. that's it sometimes it's the everywhere. hot everywhere. and other times it's the cats. It's, it's the, yeah <laughs> the on my legs. oh and then there's the blackberry scratches right. there's
1: those i'm a mess um but <laughs> no, the
2: you're an herbalist I, i'm an herbalist
1: Yeah. so the the rose reminds me a lot of my grandmother because she had this gorgeous garden and people always talked about her roses and how fragrant they were and how she, she would trim them and pay attention to them and she was she had six kids but she didn't really like children they're just
2: <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> I mean, she liked babies babies are adorable she oh, loved babies yeah.
2: and then they grow up
1: and then they grow up yeah unfortunately she had only girls because she didn't have any regard for males at all
2: she thought yeah, they were good dumb girls yeah that yeah. worked out
1: pretty well um, <laughs> but the yeah she she was a stinker but she was also <laughs> just she was just she, she was so durable mm. you know she she had her thing that she liked to do and you you were drawn not to her personality because she was she was a mean woman
0: mm-hmm. but
1: to just the projects that she was doing like making mm-hmm. the soap in the big huge pot and the mm-hmm. you know the all these things that she still had a toaster that you put on the stove you know with oh the,
2: yeah <laughs> you
1: know, way way past when everybody else was using electricity and she would just she was this works i don't see any reason to replace this behavior Very and it practical. was yeah it was like a living museum right you know? <laughs> and her gardening was extra- she even grew daisies inside in pots oh, you wow. know she just she could grow anything she would stick a tire in the ground and it would yeah turn into a car Good. yeah um but yeah she was pretty fascinating that way um yeah bull in the china shop but boy Yeah. Very thorny woman, very thorny woman. And I think of all the women in my family, like my mom loved the yellow rose, yellow Rose of Texas. And uh, she, she was, she had a lot of roses too. And she would pick the roses by the color and then the name of it. And like the whole thing was this story that she would plant into the ground Mm -hmm. too. So roses were important to her as well. And I, I, wished that i was better at taking care of those kind of roses uh but they need a little more care than i'm willing to put into them
2: yeah the ragosas and the rambling roses are sturdy they're sturdier <laughs> yeah. yeah like i don't yeah
1: i don't know I, I i don't i'm not adverse to pruning things but
2: you have to remember to do it
1: you have to remember to, and i also get <laughs> so excited about oh look
2: at Here's some new growth.
1: Look at it go. Look at it go. Which is why nice. the roses that I had to tear out were so huge because right. they just went and went and went, and I would just continued to be impressed by them. Right. I wasn't <laughs> ignoring them. I was like, Look at you. Oh, you, you are so just. Pretty. And when we took out the the small chunk that we did, it completely filled the back of, of my <laughs> husband's trailer. It's like totally the kind of thing it's that like you can three stuff rose a bushes vehicle right in. there. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of control, and it didn't even make a dent. So. No.
2: Of course
1: not. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I was taking down a tree, so it it needed to have some boundaries. So uh, yeah, and she has, um, Jessica has in her book, Plant Songs, um, a rose thing about that. And I know in her book, she was talking about the meaning of the different plants and the flowers. And I think... Um, sometimes that ties into my the meaning I have from in my own life for it. Mm-hmm. And I know things vary from culture to culture. But also tea, uh, oh. having black tea in my life, I have a lot yeah. of green tea in my life. And I don't like green tea. I keep trying, but I just don't like it. Yeah. But I love black tea. Like when I'm having a bad day, okay. I will drink black tea. And then I'll put like the first cup, use the same, same, I don't use a bag, but I'll use a, a strainer.
2: Yeah, yeah, strainer.
1: First cup, I just drink that straight, and then the second cup, I'll put a little bit of honeybush on oh, it, yeah, just like nice. a tiny spoonful to kind of sweeten up. So the second cup, has still got a slightly different flavor, and that that seems to turn a a bad day into a better day. Nice, because there, I think nice. there's their ritual attached to it, and that's there's a ritual attached to coffee too. There is, no. but it's different. Yeah. So. Yeah, coffee
0: is more mechanical. I mean, to get the you know, there's you can you can do the steeping thing, right? Uh-huh. But that's usually a twenty four hour deal, you know. But, but it, coffee is you gotta grind it, you gotta you have hot water involved, you gotta steep it, and then you gotta mm-hmm. strain it out, and it, it's all these things to making coffee. And then right. if you want the espresso, then you gotta have the machine and yeah. pressure <coughs> and yeah, all that thing,
2: stuff. Yeah. You
0: know, so it's coffee is different. Coffee is very fire.
2: Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say there's a lot of fire, fire about coffee. coffee. You know? mm-hmm. Tea um, is more like a mountain, yeah, a you know, high just, mountain. It just,
0: just yeah. relaxes uh, you. Yeah, it's different, you know? I think. It's mm-hmm. a different feeling when I yeah. even when I have tea. I feel it, even though like black, black tea or green tea, caffeine doesn't matter. It's still got that different feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a settling thing, and I needed I need some black tea this week, so <laughs> it's nice to nice to have that. And then you know I took the um i've taken black tea or green tea tea bags and and put that on my little owie scratches which oh, yeah. i apparently always have so that works really well it does so, cuz it's yeah. astringent yeah so it's nice yeah. to have that available but the honeybush thing that's kind of new yeah. for me i'm not not much of a sweet drinker right you know i don't like sodas yeah i don't like mm. i don't really like sweet alcoholic drinks at all no mm. But, um, so,
2: southern sweet tea actually isn't your? It's, tea, cup? it's, uh, well, my
1: my grandmother did not sweeten it that much. Uh,
0: yeah, the the sweet tea they sell is just, it's so too sweet. sweet. It's sweet. too
1: sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the stuff you can buy at the store that's pre made is, yeah. Awesome.
1: And I know that can vary from place to place. I have a friend, uh, she was raised in Georgia, and the yeah. sweet tea that she served us was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he-
2: your teeth are rattling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it it'll vary. But my I think probably is because my grandmother was so cheap, so the sugar was expensive.
2: Yeah, so she's not gonna. Yeah, she's like going waste a lot on you.
1: No, certainly not a grandchild. No. Yeah, no. ridiculous. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and then of course, uh, uh, because at the time where we're recording, it's it's allergy season, so yeah, nettles nettles uh that's plantain of your
2: favorites this time i of love year. and
1: i just love nettles yeah i love yeah. how how durable it is i love how 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 excited i get say, like, oh there's some nettles. right you know yeah. and i also i like it that it bites it makes <laughs> me happy <laughs> but we've got given a lot of people black nettle syrup and that's a recipe that's on our website if people are interested in that and um thank you wendy wendy hansel for that, um, And then our, we have capsules that we make at the clinic that um, – or a blend, sorry, that we make at the clinic that has nettle, plantain, and yarrow. And nice. one of my nurse practitioners, she came in. She said, I took some Benadryl, and it's just not working for me because it's allergy season. And all the big leaf maples are blooming. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything that would help? And I gave her that blend that I just talked about. And she came back after seeing one patient and says, oh, that worked right away. That mm-hmm. that worked that worked right away, nice. and she was super excited about that. It's so like yeah, herbs work. Mm-hmm. Surprise! <laughs> so I she did. wanted she wanted a bunch more of that. She was very happy about that, and of course, it wasn't counterindicated with anything she was taking. Just her eyes cleared up, and she was more alert and yeah. she was just she hadn't she'd taken a couple of things that we'd had sitting around, but she's just mostly like, oh no, well, that's fine. But when you go from not breathing and just mm-hmm. your eyes are red and inflamed to within uh how long to take her with that patient? Maybe ten, fifteen minutes, it's okay. all a totally yeah. different deal. And, and it's always. when she's not paying attention to it. Yeah. And then yeah. she's yeah. like, Whoa, oh, oh <laughs> sold. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So it always it fills me with satisfaction when I see some nettle, yeah, cause I think, oh, this is gonna help so many people, and it's delicious, of course, because mm-hmm. I love cooking with it. Yeah, so nettle, warm fuzzies. Yep. Was there
2: another plant in there that you were attached to? Oh, you know, most of them. I I liked. I love most of them, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. we just we just moved one of our flower beds, our raised beds, mm. and it had yarrow in it. And as I was, as part of while we were moving it, I was thinking about. The yarrow that was in there was I purchased that at a end of season sale at the Oregon Botanical Gardens. I think where was we, it the pink one and yeah, the yeah yeah when we were at the American Herbalist Guild right. conference. Is that That's right like three years ago I think Ooh. two years ago. Anyway, I brought that home and I didn't know when I put it in there if it would survive. Uh-huh. It was the end of the season. It was right, sure. like, what was that, late October, mid to late October, yep. or something like that. And mm-hmm. and so it it has, it's done well. And as I was moving it, I was hoping it would survive mm-hmm. again being moved. Yeah. <laughs> so so far it looks like it looks like it's done well. Um but that's one that I usually use in my own allergy blends during this time of year because
1: mm-hmm, it's so astringent helps drain the sinuses yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah and it also is um, one of the things when you look at allergies for like herbal herbal or Chinese herbal medicine or practitioner practitioners look at allergies like the um, itchy eyes and the runny respiratory system mm-hmm. they look at that as being um, ex too much heat stuck in your lungs and in your chest oh and yarrow is part of why we use it for fever is it draws heat out Mm. so it gets your you know opens the pathways or opens your pores and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so for allergy season it does some of the same stuff as it opens up your pores and allows that heat to flow out Mm -hmm. so i was you know that's one of the ones that i used Mm. as well and then i combined that with some desert herbs that i got from christina uh, from Every Leaf Speaks. Mm-hmm. She sent me some um, yerbasanta and some Mormon tea, which is ephedra nevedensis. Nevedensis, uh-huh. Yeah, nevedensis. So I combined a tincture, yarrow, the Mormon tea, ephedra. and the um, yerbasanta together. And I can't remember. I think I may have put... A small amount of something with a little bit of moisture producing to kind of like mucilaginous, yeah, a marshmallow or a, I think I used a marshmallow leaf. Okay, I should have brought it with me so I could remember. Mm-hmm. Um, marshmallow
1: leaf is is I think underutilized.
2: Yeah, people are like oh that run.
1: Yeah, if you like snot, sure.
0: But yeah, it, no, marshmallow the leaf, leaf is, is milder and yeah. easier
1: to sprinkle in there, and it's it doesn't it's not it's easier to drink. Yes, because it it's doesn't turn into goobers. Yes,
2: yes, yeah, I like it because it is it is milder, mm-hmm. and I also prefer for a sh- short infusion like that, or for tinctures. Right, right. I like if I can get away with not using the root, I I like to. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to use roots, then I want it to be pretty much an all root mm-hmm. formula or barks, and then I can stick it in the crock pot and
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: you decoct it easily yeah um but for for this for the er, allergy blend that i did i was I was using tinctures and and I have marshmallow leaf um I think I have it as a glycerin I can't remember, mm. but I can't remember offhand which one I put in something that was balancing right, yeah, yeah, um, but for me, I've personally found that the Mormon tea does really really well, and the Yerba santa combined with it do really, really well, where I've tried the the um Black nettle syrup, and for me that didn't work very well. Oh, oh so, interesting! And I think it's a difference in constitution, in, oh, the, uh-huh. in the way that my body is compared to. Because I have a, I am a very um, damp person, shall we say? You're a you know? damp, dampy. Yes, yes. And I have a tendency to hold heat really, really, really well. Mm. So I think that's why. Right, and I, the fedra. I, fedras, I like to expel it. Yeah, the fedra combined with the yarrow <laughs> and the yerba santa, it really. Gets uh-huh. it moving, so
1: that's why you are such a good combination. I yeah. just like <laughs> <sighs> sitting here blazing away, and you just soak it in.
2: Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, toasty, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, another one that I was looking at was the Angelica. Oh yes, I'm
1: so glad you brought that up.
2: Yeah i I like Angelica. I, I've, I've it's a wonderful herb.
1: Yeah, she, towards the end of her book, she had. Put that one in there, uh, Jessica Baker had. And she uh, – the nice thing was is that she put four Angelica species in yes. all together. And they're normally separated. Yes. Completely. Yeah. But I, I love the notion of addressing things as a group. Yeah. You know, because they do look a lot alike.
2: They do. And they share – they share an awful lot of similar qualities. But they do. each with their own personality. Yeah.
1: Like the Danquo is very sweet. Yeah. Angelica, Archangelica is not sweet. Totally, not. God, not. Yes, mm-hmm. nopey, nopey, nope. Yes, Spopita. um the the other two uh, by by Z. I've I remember tasting that. I haven't really used it, so I'm not necessarily. Uh, I don't have any connection to that one necessarily. And I've seen people, or I've known people that have used the um, uh, Angelica. Cubanensis and that one but i don't i don't know much about that one it's just the these two the uh Quai and then the uh, garden angelica yeah that i am familiar with which i I, that's that's the thing for june
2: yes over the month yeah the herbal nerd society folks are gonna get to start looking at angelica in june
1: yeah excited about that Angelica June. Yeah. Oh, that, yes. sounds lo- that sounds like somebody's name.
0: Angelica June.
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. That would be the cutest kid's book. That would be a nice baby name. Yeah. Angelica June. All right. Grandkid, that's the next one. There right. you go. There's the next one. Well, if you
0: are not an Herbal Nerd Society member, because if you're not, you won't be able to see those Herb of the Month articles. Yes. So if true. you're not a that's member- true then you would want to join. How you join is go to the practicalerbals.com and at the top it says join the Herbal Nerd Society tab. Click on that and then choose between your um choices four ninety nine a month with a three month commitment mm-hmm. and then a year at 4999 a month or a year, a excuse year, me. Year, and you yeah. save like twenty percent by doing that. So um, but but that's nice. how you do it. And then you have access to all of the articles for June, but then all of the past uh, herb of the month articles that have been done mm-hmm. and currently you'll have access to all the other podcasts that we are no longer are no longer public right so yeah but um it's a real simple way to do that and that supports us and it helps uh, keep real herbalism radio every week going on that's
1: Sorry. right yeah we so, appreciate pe- when people support us in that manner
0: So yep it's so join nice. and then let your friends know about it and have them join and it keeps us like i say it keeps us going keeps us doing what we do here and uh give that information out to you yeah, yeah. So Angelica June,
1: Angelica, Angelica June. June, that's what's going to happen, and we're very excited about having that as an option for folks when they they will be able to learn about that plant as we're delving into it too.
2: Yeah, I and if you're looking to get a jump on it, you might want to consider getting a copy of Plant Songs and reading what Jessica Baker has to say about. Angelica. Yes. And the different, the four different ones.
1: And there will be a book review available on our site, too. Yes, there will. Yeah. Yep. So you can get a link and
2: get that book. Yep.
1: And enjoy book. it like we did. I uh, um, had some time in my week. Somehow, I have no idea how that happened because mm-hmm. I never have time in my week. <laughs> and um, just after coming back from the medical supply store and went across the street, I was in downtown Eugene, and pulled this uh, book out of my bag, uh, my giant um, Texas bag, <laughs> um, and because it has pictures of Texas, scenes of Texas on it, and uh, got a big cup of coffee and drank the coffee and sat in the sun and wow. read, read a couple more of her chapters over again because I felt like That's, the first time yeah. I just – glanced through it really i didn't yeah some of them i really read deeply and the others so i was like oh yeah this plant but one of the ones that i read over was that angelica one nice and yeah. it was it was nice but at the end of that chapter uh a couple of people that i knew walked by and came and hung out with me and it just had a like the whole that whole time had this nice warm cozy feeling nice yep it was great and then there was this this really rude person who who is our, the parking attendant in that area uh-huh. and he came by in his little cart Thank and you. i like saw him was like oh that's that guy i can't stand that man and he <laughs> went by and he saw my vehicle cuz i've had words with him about his behavior towards the unhoused and they were not words that he uh-huh. wanted to hear at the time so he went by and he like double looked at the, at my vehicle he was like he didn't see me sitting there at uh-huh. the thing and he was looking like Can i get this i swear on his face he was like he had a little snarky yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, gosh, oh, I'll pay that damn. He like went away. I well, thought, oh, this adds to the joy of this afternoon. So it was kind of fun.
2: I think you, you needed to try the Spirit of Sage's spritzer on him. Oh, really? Just, just go over and squirt, squirt? Like, yeah. <laughs> he would that. It's love a combination that. of two sages and Angelica. Yep. And yeah, that, he could maybe use that. I'm sure. Just calm himself down. That would probably
1: it, like putting water know. on a dog. Just calm <laughs> him right on down. Yep. Yep. But I didn't. I'm a mature it. adult. Good job. Thank so. you. Thank you. I feel like I need to get a prize for that.
2: I think <laughs> you do deserve a prize.
1: Yeah. I well, send you your do. prizes to <laughs> C.C.R. <sincerely bad>. Lupe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well,
0: anything else you guys want to talk about on this book? Or are mm-hmm. you uh, just about ready?
1: I guess we're pretty. There's a lot oh. of re- recipes in there I haven't tried yet.
0: The
2: other with. one that, I, that came up for me just was be, because we had received from one of our guest authors we had received a pinion pine recipes okay. so the pine chap the chapter on pine it oh, just made me think right. of that
1: right yes, yes. Christi- Christina sanchez once again her yeah. name keeps
2: coming up it does you gonna. And she had some terrific re- some terrific recipes and I, it just made me think of the the pine recipe right. or the pine chapter in plant yep. songs yep She's an impressive gal. We you are guys, so lucky yeah. to do what we do. Yeah. You guys can look for Christina's recipes as well on the practical herb list. Yeah. And,
1: and thank you listeners for joining us once again for our our foray into herbalism. And uh, as no, always. No, no, no no. Oh, not no. Yet.
0: no, 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 no,
1: no. You got another thing?
0: We have to do something. So what make sure it? to follow us on Facebook. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Like us on, on Facebook. Yeah, please do. do the Instagram thing. Hashtag the Back to the If you would. Um, all of that stuff helps. you know, write reviews. If you really – if we've said something here today that, that, that strikes a chord, write a review on whatever podcasting venue you use, whether that's iTunes or that's Stitcher whether that's yes. iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter. A mm-hmm. review helps us because other people will make a judgment on whether or not they're going you know, to waste the time. To add mm-hmm. us to their to their subscription list,
1: right? And we are yeah. not a waste of time,
0: Nuh-uh No,
2: we are not.
0: No, nope. that was you know. So every time I add a podcast, I mean, I give a podcast a couple shows if it's not engaging me, it's off my phone.
2: Yep.
1: It's
0: off there. Yeah, that's so. Cool. With that, with that, put please. an, put an herb, herb, herb on it. it. Statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliate websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. All Always consult a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamin, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication.